We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined as always by my two favorite co-hosts of all time, and Matthew Sponauer and Theo Ash. We have a great episode planned for you all today. Kind of low key, we're going to do something we haven't done in a while—a listener mailbag episode. Just going to answer some questions that you guys called in to ask about. So, before we get into all of that, Matt, Theo, how are you guys doing today? How are you doing? It is your birthday. Yeah. How are <laughs> you birthday. doing? Well, okay. It we is should play this episode. 21st. This, epi- this episode will oh, come yeah. out on February 4th. Okay. Well, February it's your, 3rd, your birthday When now. we're recording it, it is my birthday. Yes. Um, I'd be doing a little bit better if we didn't have a winter vortex going on outside. But on the bright side, my classes got canceled today and tomorrow. So, silver lining, you know? Yeah. So, that's a pretty big... I'll take that any day of the week. Snow outside classes canceled i'd rather have the the snow day than than not so i guess but yeah, it's, it's like a birthday miracle matt was gonna come down or come up from cincinnati but uh that's not happening can't, <laughs> there is ice. no way you can drive in this i can't <laughs> even you, drive in maybe this. you can't i maybe you can't no it's it's really <laughs> it's really rough it's like it's not is snowing it? it's like hail it's, oh. but it's like, like inches no, and it's inches like, of hail like there's like ice, like layers of ice on the roads. It's like it's literally impossible to drive through. You want to know the temperature here in Phoenix? <laughs> nope. Am it's I like, gonna be jealous? <laughs> oh yeah, it's like a perfectly sunny seventy something degree day as oh. it always is. So and can't it's relate. Like sadly, here. so I'm doing great and as I am. I'm, I'm doing great window. as I am every day. <laughs> but yes, yes, it is my anyway. birthday, and it's a good time. But. You know, just a reminder, everyone, subscribe to Stay Hot. I'm on YouTube. I'm on my knees begging y'all to subscribe. To, it's my birthday. You're going to not subscribe on my you're, birthday? Yeah, you're not going to subscribe to the birthday boy? You can't Come do on. That. Like, that's so disrespectful. So, <laughs> but, 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 it's about high time. Let's just hop into these questions. Um, I'm sure we're going to get plenty about 
uh, Joe Burrow being in the Super Bowl, but <laughs> <laughs> are they going to be questions? Or are they going to be confrontations? That's what I'm. <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. Is there a difference? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, let's get into them. Oh, hey, my name is Hunter. I'm from Cincinnati. Oh, I wonder what else. And say. Uh, I just wanted to ask Theo Ash's thoughts on um, Ohio legend Joe Burrow. Thank you. Oh, wow. That was fast. <laughs> this is a, this is a, what, are, what are my thoughts? What are my specific? Sorry, guys. What are my thoughts on Ohio legend Joe Burrow? Uh, Joe Burrow, uh, he's a good quarterback, you know, he's a guy, he's, he's, he's a quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, he's accurate. Uh, he has a lot of core strength that allows him to worm his way out of some sticky situations as we saw on, in the chiefs game. Uh, every single outbreaking route he throws pretty much on the money. Uh, he diagnoses plays quickly and has good reaction time. So when something comes open, he, he pulls the trigger pretty quickly. His pocket presence is really good uh, to help him avoid some sacks that other quarterbacks would probably take again, like we saw on uh, in the Kansas City game. I would say that he's not even getting a lot of help from his coach and his offensive line. I would say Zach Taylor's plan is pretty much go routes to chase and no movement pre-snap and just like kind of the same stuff all the time. And the offensive line isn't helping helping him, but yet still they have a very good passing attack. So credit to him there. I think that that they have a lot more to do with it than than Zach Taylor and the coaching staff does, which isn't really the case for a lot of other Super Bowl teams. I would say Chase is helping out a lot, and and the the wide receiving core is helping out a lot. And and anytime there is a pass that's a little bit too high, T Higgins can go get, and Jamar Chase can maybe bail you, you out on some passes, but largely. Joe Burrow is playing very well. Uh, he's very accurate. He's got, I don't think he, I still don't think he has this like elite cannon arm, but it's good, clearly good enough. And uh, yeah, he's, he's a very good quarterback and a large reason why the Bengals are here in the Super Bowl. You know, um, people are just going to narrow in on when you said, I don't think he has an elite cannon arm. And when you said, um, when he sometimes throws passes a little too high, like just the, the little criticism the here little, there, the that's all criticisms. people, you're going to see that on like the, the next bangles hype what, video. What do, you, what do you mean? Joe Burrow didn't single-handedly carry them here by himself <laughs> and the defense and, and the wide receivers had how many other it. quarterbacks get the Bengals to the Super Bowl? I think a decent amount. I don't. I think, really. I think. I think. I think there's 10. very few that could handle that pressure. I think. Do you think Dak gets them here? I don't. I think he might. I think Dak does. I think it's questionable. I think it's always I mean, questionable. I mean, if you change it, a couple, they're very, like, I don't know. They're they're a very. I wouldn't say a, a luck based team, but they're a very variance based team with all the the shots that they take. You know. So I, I think Dak would be capable of, of taking this team to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I do. Um, I don't know. I think it's, my question I think, is... I think Burrow's strengths fit the weaknesses of the Bengals better than Dak's. That, that could be true. Um, but I th- yeah, it, it's scheme does matter a lot. Is like if you switched Lamar and Joe Burrow, is Joe Burrow, can Joe Burrow win MVP in that system in Jim Harbaugh's? No, I don't think he can. Can Lamar handle that kind of pressure? And and I guess Lamar doesn't have great play calling either. But you know, it, it it's it's tough to say. I think um, my thing is like I, I asked the question a couple days ago: Could Matt Ryan 
would the would the Bengals be in a severely different place with Matt Ryan, who I think has yes. kind of similar strengths and weaknesses, um, and is dealing with a similarly horrible offensive line in in Atlanta without the the great wide receiving core. Like, could could I think they'd be maybe not in the Super Bowl? Maybe they don't come back against the the Chiefs, but I think they might still be in the AFC Championship game with Matt Ryan. But you know the Super Bowl in the AFC. I think if Matt Ryan gets sacked difference. nine times, he's not winning that game. I don't know if Matt Ryan gets sacked nine times is the thing. I, I don't know Matt Ryan and Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow graduated from an Alex Smith comp to like a Matt Ryan comp who won a won an MVP award and I believe could be a Hall of Famer and threw for like four thousand yards and however many straight seasons. I that's my upgraded. Uh, uh, but even Burrow is a little bit more mobile than matt ryan ever was so maybe you could be even better than peak matt ryan but i don't know i i don't i guess i don't know i i think it's it's not all burrow but like that defense and and that wide receiving core but it's it's not more than half the league it's it's probably like eight or maybe nine quarterbacks maybe maybe somewhere from like six to eight I can get behind six to eight. Like it's <laughs> tricky. It's tricky range. because it's like, oh, you throw a different quarterback in there that doesn't have the same chemistry with like Jamar, well, well, and all well, of a sudden it's a totally different offense. When we're asking a question like this, if you're like, well, no, because they wouldn't know anybody there, and they wouldn't be. We're excusing well, that, and we're excusing like, <laughs> for instance, if Joe Burrow was on the Ravens. Well, the Ravens wouldn't run the scheme they run now with Lamar. It would be different. Yeah. So it's kind of a futile question, in my opinion. I don't know. I, th- I have Burrow always, like, always go this way with Brady retired Burrow's. I think a top ten quarterback for sure. Um, so that's that's which, which I, I imagine though. we will get another question on is about <laughs> Brady's retirement, considering that's something we haven't really talked about yet. Um, but let's hop into the next question. I think we've kind of exhausted the Burrow combo. Hey guys, it's uh, Aiden from Indiana. I've called in a couple times about Colts related things, and I'm going to call in for another one. Um, what do you guys think is the best way for the Colts to improve this offseason? Um, I think it's to get rid of Carson Wentz. I don't know who the starting quarterback would be. I think getting rid of him would make us better. Uh, so I want to know what you guys uh, have got because I don't have a lot of hope right now. Thanks. That's uh, yeah, I, that's an interesting question. I would, ag- I would agree. I'd say that getting rid of Carson Wentz is the best way to improve. And I don't think he played that bad, that, that terribly, but there's some – you look at like where the Colts are right now um, with, you know, we were talking about earlier in the year, oh, they're competitive and, well, you know, every game they play or whatever. But what holds them back? Well, it was, it was Carson Wentz and the fact that you couldn't trust him, that we didn't trust him to go win four games. But if Carson Wentz could just hold his own, the Colts are very scary. If you have a chance to go trade for Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or, a significant upgrade at quarterback. That's the thing to do. Cause we were talking about earlier in the year, how Carson Wentz was not terrible, but part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. They, they I really think, do um, just need. Go ahead. Blake. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I think Matt, you kind of hit that right on the money. It's, it really is just a problem of like, it, it's a very similar situation. I think the Rams were in, you know, a year ago with golf, not to the same extreme. We're like, Goff, that team was a Super Bowl team, and like Goff was absolutely holding them back from that. But this Colts, this Colts team is like a very plausible deep playoff team. We saw them potentially going to the AFC Championship if they could get to the playoffs. But it's just like 
when I when I think about Carson Wentz and what he did this year, it was an improvement, and I like what I saw. But if this is the closest that we're going to get to, you know, peak Carson Wentz, then yeah, you got You got to move on. Yeah, they need more high end talent in a lot of areas. Like it's not just Wentz. It's like everywhere you look, they're solid. Like the defense. The secondary is solid, but who is the game changer, you know? Like, who is the guy in the secondary that you put on the best the best wide receiver and you feel comfortable with that? Like, Kenny Moore is a really nice player, but it's like yeah. he's, he's not probably ever going to be like an all-pro type of dude, you know? Or, you know, there's Buckner and, and Darius Leonard. Those two are like two elite players. But outside of those guys and Taylor and Quinton Nelson, I guess those are four but like the wide receiving core, Pittman, he's all right. You know, Pittman's a good guy, but is he a centerpiece? You know, there's, well, I, they could I, I guess use that a, brings up, I guess that brings up the question of like team building then where it's like, yeah. when you look at their centerpieces, right? It's Jonathan Taylor, um, Quentin Nelson, and who's the linebacker now? I can't, uh, uh, Darius, Leonard. Darius Leonard. Yes. Those are their centerpieces, right? Whereas you look at other teams like the Bengals, for example, they're in the Super Bowl right now. Their centerpieces are, you know, offensively Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and then defensively, I guess you could say Jesse Bates, right? Those are their centerpieces. And Reader. Yeah, Reader. Reader counts. But, re- but I Trey would say Reader, Reader counts, but like Bates was the anticipated centerpiece of that defense. Fair. So, yeah. and it's just like when, when you look at like, and it's the, kind of the same thing with the Rams, right? The Rams centerpiece, Stafford kind of cup but cup wasn't really anticipated in the same way that stafford was um and then defensively donald and ramsey like you you, i don't know i feel like you don't you don't see a lot of like deep super bowl teams building running back offensive line linebacker it's like that inside out yeah but did they win (laughs) no they didn't win tampa bay kind of I mean, they were yeah. they were really good in the trenches, and I don't know. There's a lot of different ways to build a team. All right, it's not just you need a great quarterback, right? And you need great wide receivers. That might be the easiest way to do it, but like, it's just hard to be like, oh, here's a great quarterback. Now, I think trading for Rodgers is a real possibility for them, um, but if you can't get Rodgers, I think it comes down to shoring up the secondary. I think getting a better pass rush because Buckner is a good defensive tackle for sure. Um, but like pay and, and, and Muhammad it's they're they're all fine. It's, there's just a lot of fine everywhere outside of like three guys on that team. Every Trade. no, no glaring holes. It's just all fine. So you've got, you just got to add a, maybe a little bit more athleticism and just more speed and more just oomph to that roster. If you can't get the quarterback, like draft some freaks, all right, pay pay was a good start, and you hope he takes another uh, step. But just add add some more like speed that like they need a, a speed they need a field stretch. Ty is all right, but he's not really the guy he was. Like get some speed on that roster, I think, and just some athleticism because like especially in the secondary because like Rhodes and I saw Sadeo getting time this year, <laughs> which uh, you know a lot about. Uh, yeah, so I would just yeah, definitely quarterback and and adding a little bit of I think like speed and and high end athleticism to that roster would uh would go a long way as well. Matt, did you have something you wanted to say? I thought oh no, I'm all good. Okay, all right. I think that I think that kind of exhausts that one. Let's move on to question number three. What's up, Thomas? I'm from Minnesota, and I love your guys' podcast. Love you guys too. Keep it up. 
I was just wondering, what is everyone's favorite jersey of all time? Doesn't matter the sport, doesn't matter the era, favorite jersey of all time. Thank you. Ooh, the 2013 Miami Heat white hot all white jerseys. Okay. Those are sick. That's a good choice. I I'm also going to choose a Miami team. I'm going to go with the <laughs> Dolphins throwbacks. All right, the the ones with the dolphin with the helmet on. The the teal and orange Dolphins throwbacks I think are are absolutely beautiful. Oh, this is tough. I want to go with the um the Miami Vice jerseys. I do like those a lot. Uh, but because Matt already said the Miami Heat, I'm gonna go with the um, the baby blue Chargers. Those okay. are Ooh, the solid. Navy Chargers jerseys are up there. The Navy ones are nice me. too, but like I'm thinking uh, like no, the, vintage the LT. <laughs> like, I've got a full <laughs> list. I think I made on Medium a while ago. They're not ranking every jersey, but I think it was like each team's best jersey ranking those from like best to worst and it's like hockey baseball basketball and um football and i think i i I will say i don't like watching baseball but like i do like baseball jerseys i do think they look kind of clean i what did i have i love the oakland athletics um that that green that shade of green they have um i like the toronto blue jays baby blue jerseys a lot in baseball the dodgers have some really clean uniforms those are my, the baseball ones that stick out. Honorable mention is the Kachina jerseys with the Coyote playing hockey that the Arizona Coyotes have. I have a sweatshirt with that logo that I wear all the time. I love that logo. That's an honorable mention. And of course, the the Miami Redhawks, the, the greatest jerseys of all time. Um. <laughs> oh, the the other one. If you haven't seen this one, look it up. The 2008 Bobcats and NASCAR night jerseys are hilarious. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Those are <Yeah>. horrible. <laughs> Those are awesome. Those are awesome. They're, they're awesome in a they're horrible type of way. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I also love the Detroit Red Wings, Red, Red Wings jerseys. I love the logo with yeah. the tire. Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What about the, uh, for a reason. the Washington Commanders? <laughs> you know... <laughs> Dave, I've gotten used to jerseys. them already. I don't know. A little bit. I don't know. I still think the gradient's bad. I still think the stupid W on the front of that the is... helmet just look. It just looks weird. Yeah, I would say they have those white uniforms, right? And the shade of red is wrong, and it bothers me a little bit. It's not burgundy. I would be mad if the Packers released like an alternate jersey and used like lime green. Like this is like a, a a red. It's not like a maroon, yeah. like a Washington maroon. That's that's kind of my main problem with the one all black uniforms. I almost always dislike because I think they're lazy. Really? Same with all white uniforms. I, I just love all black like, and all white. Yeah, that's why everyone does. That's why I kind of think they're lazy. It's like they're just they're just Are a you, safe. My like, my PC oh, said all, black, oh, all, all black everything. You know, they look yes. Uh, <laughs> the white black ones are fine. Sick. Cocaine white, the all white. I don't know that the 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 football team uniforms were better. Like they're yes, not the worst yes. things in the world, I guess. Yeah. But they're I, I think they down. I, I do think we're also like at a point where it's like all the focus is on that, so we're like dissecting it really hard. But maybe when it's yeah, on the probably field, look, we it'll probably be fine. Like it'll I hated those Hornets jerseys, and they they look fine on the court. Yeah, like there's not really a jersey that I absolutely 
hate seeing on the field except for all gray jerseys those are my yeah. i despise gray which is what i thought the all black washington ones <laughs> you were just first, hate anything that's monochromatic <laughs> yeah it's boring to me i'd rather see some see some color in there uh, uh but the, especially the gray. worst the worst jersey i can think of like a f- where I'm like, that's offensively bad. Was the Jaguars gradient helmet? That was yeah, really that bad. was pretty okay, bad. Was I really remember bad. the color rush when they went when they came in the all brown with the gradient. Yeah, helmets. it's like it's like the all gold, but it's not quite gold. It was like <laughs> a muddy Purdue's color, gold. but it was a little bit off. So where it's just bad, oh. and they played the Titans. I remember this very specifically. I remember that very blue. Yes. Yes. Whenever I think of like Thursday night football, that game comes to mind. That's like the pinnacle of like, why is we watching this every Thursday night? It's just like ugly and bad. Anyway, that's some of our, we kind of doubled tangent there with our yeah. favorite and our least Got favorite. Got a two for one. Moving on to question number four. It's like a four for four from Wendy's. Hi, my name's Caden. I'm from Michigan. My question for you guys is if you had to build uh, NBA starting five, out of only NFL players, what five are you guys picking? Miles okay. Garrett. Um, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's not a bad choice. Who is, uh, was it Mo Ali Cox who played basketball in college? I think he's one. Can we use retired I, players? No, that's cheating. Maybe. You can, okay, you can use retired players at their current age. <laughs> Mm, Jimmy Graham? So no. I, I might still take Jimmy Graham. <laughs> Jimmy Graham's not Maybe. a bad choice. I, that's what I was, I was like. <laughs> Going back to Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow was asked, I can't remember when he was asked it, he said he could average 15 in the NBA. And honestly, at this point, I'm sick of like totally hating on the guy, so I might just take right. him. And so Joe Burrow's <laughs> our point guard. Joe Burrow's our point guard. Miles Garrett's the small forward. Um, Jimmy Graham's what our power forward probably. Who do we want at shooting guard and center? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Devontae Adams. Oh, my God. Watch Devontae oh, Adams okay, dunk okay, highlights. Okay. Watch it. I'm taking him at like shooting guard. That okay. guy would, was doing like windmill through the legs dunks in, in high school. I feel I'm, like he's kind of dirty. Um, I'm thinking like of like movement skills. Receivers. I'm trying to think of like who's football Maybe, maybe Odell. Maybe Odell would be nice. Yeah, I'm thinking of like Kadarius Tony or like just someone shifty. <laughs> Do you I think Kadarius Tony has dribble moves? <laughs> I don't know, but he like he I don't care how fast moves. you can move your feet if you can't move the ball. <laughs> well, you can still just like run, run off ball. I guess, yeah. Oh man, I really don't know who else I would. Yeah, I can't say. Maybe I guess Jimmy Graham would end up being the center because I don't think we can find anyone bigger than that. Who's the tallest? Did you watch? Uh, did you see the thing of Justin Herbert uh, playing basketball at a rec center, like against kids? Oh and just yeah, I did. All right, we'll go yamming on. Them. I saw a video. Of him <laughs> all right, all right. Basketball. So, so Joe Burrow, point guard, uh, Devontae no, Adams. Herbert was kind of nice, wasn't he? He was like a, a like a serious recruit at one point. He may have. So maybe that wasn't, Burrow, wasn't, Herbert, Burrow, wasn't Burrow Burrow uh, Herbert front court, and then we'll go with. Uh, <laughs> On the Devonte, Jimmy Graham, and Miles Garrett <laughs> in the back, <laughs> uh, front or front court, yeah, front court, back court, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's, that's what I'd go with. But I, there's probably a better answer up. than that. There probably is a better. That was just off the dome. We were just like, yeah, oh, like someone we're forgetting, where it's like, how can you forget them? Yeah, they're definitely watch Josh is. McCown basketball highlights. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm not kidding. Is he good? Also, 
Yeah, look up his combine numbers. He's the second most athletic quarterback ever behind Cam Newton. I'm not kidding. Well, look at his combine yeah, numbers. Yeah, he played Josh McCown. Yeah. Yeah, he played receiver, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He's ridiculously he did play athletic. Receiver, that's right. If we were God. if we were going like prime, I'd take Josh McCown as in my basketball lineup, but I'm not kidding about that. But at his Burrow's current probably age, the weak link here. You think Burrow's the weak link? You cannot possibly escape the Burrow hate allegations if you keep I don't doing know. this. I'm just saying, I haven't seen him play basketball. You just but said like, Joe okay. Burrow believes he'd average 12 to 15 points per game in the NBA. <laughs> but, but you didn't have to say he'd be the weak link. <laughs> like yeah, I, I, doing did, I, just, I guess I, I haven't seen him play. I know he played, but I haven't. The other guys, I've seen them play. Okay. Didn't Burrow also play in high school? I thought I could have swore he was a hooper. I think I made up the Justin Herbert thing or maybe saw it about somebody else because I'm looking it up now and I can't find it. He was first team all Ohio, Joe Burrow. So, yeah, no, maybe maybe Herbert's the weak link. I just saw him throw down against those kids. So maybe Justin Herbert's the weak link. Yeah. All right. But yeah, so, Joe Burrow was first team all Ohio. So why not? Yeah, I was going to say. All right. So that's our that's our starting five. Uh, how many games do you think we win? <laughs> uh <laughs> We could beat the magic. <laughs> <laughs> could beat the magic. Not beating the Cavs, that's for sure. But no. Moving on to question number five. Um, you know, you can get for five dollars a biggie bag from Wendy's. Hi, this is Ethan. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> the question I had was if I, I you guys were going to start an NFL franchise with one non-quarterback player, um, who would you start it with? And this could be taking age into consideration or regardless of age. So like someone in their thirties would still be valuable. Thanks. All right. Do we want to do both? Do one with age in consideration and one regardless of age or do I you think it matters? Say one without way? age, just cause like if you're starting something, you'd want I a guess young that's guy. Fair. Yeah. I mean, without age, it would probably be I mean, it would, I guess you non quarterbacks, non quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you guys go, you guys go. I think I might have my answer. Are we are we are only players that are in the league now? Did he mention if they could be? Are we taking into account like contract? Let's not. Let's pretend yeah. there's okay. no contract they, that they will situation. be a rookie, and you know how good they become. No, let's just go their current age. But once you get them, you just they're just on your team. Like the contracts. Let's not worry about money. Let's just okay. take a young player that we think is really good that you would start your whole franchise with non-quarterback. I'll go first. I might say Jamar Chase. I was thinking about that's, that. Or Justin Jefferson. Pick. Both of them would be really good. Chase that's has just really been so unbelievably valuable to the Bengals, I feel like, just with how he creates explosives because there weren't any on that team last year. And then all of a sudden, once he shows up, he creates like multiple every single game. So, and he's super young, but Jefferson might be even a, a more, he might be even better than Chase is, and he's only like a year older. So I think they're it might both, be one of those two. They're both really good. Oh man. What's, what's the kicker's Matt. name for Cincinnati? Oh. <laughs> Evan McPherson. Evan McPherson. Yeah, Evan McPherson. Honestly, that's not a, that's not even like a bad choice. He's been Evan super money for them. It's, it's a, I, I'm not going to lie to you, man. It's a pretty bad choice. No, it's not. He's been good. <laughs> he is great. He's been really good. I'm just saying he 
he's going to struggle to have the impact of uh, do you, you know, do you Miles know how Garrett. many kickers fold under that kind of pressure a lot we've seen kickers that have had great careers up until big moments so, so are you going Evan McPherson no I'm just saying why not not the word. <laughs> Why? Why are you going? Why are you? Don't advocate? you want to make kicks? Why are you picking him and then immediately advocating how dumb the pick is? That's what I'm saying. The other guys I would consider. We all know the, Miles, we all know the right choice is Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett would be high, high, high on my list. He's only 26 still. Miles Garrett's um, amazing. Edge rushers are are super, super valuable and, and something to build around. He's high on my list. He's a he's a threat. <laughs> Micah Parsons just, is another really good choice for oh, this, I feel like. Micah would be, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think about I'm trying to think about someone that just like totally breaks your game plan. And it's like Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs. I guess Jamar. <laughs> just kidding, not Trayvon Diggs. I mean, how old is Aaron Donald? I think he's 30. Uh, yeah. I'm going Miles. I gotta gotta stick by my Browns. It's not a bad choice. I'd probably go with Chase Jefferson or Micah Parsons. I would, yeah, yeah. And then Matt's going Evan McPherson, um, <laughs> <laughs> even though he hates his own pick. I'd probably I'd probably go Parsons. I think that Parsons is a good pick. He's yeah, no. He's, maybe maybe Chase does have a little bit bigger. Like Jefferson has a little bit bigger of an impact, but. Parsons is really versatile on defense. Like I could build the rest of my defense and he could do a couple different things and I'd feel comfortable. So he doesn't lock me into any one thing. And then I also trust myself to get another good receiver more than I trust myself to get a player like Michael Parsons. I agree. Yeah. Wide receivers are a little bit easier to find than, than Michael Parsons. You know, like there's how many top 10 wide receivers are there? There's like 25. There's not that <laughs> many elite lo- linebackers. Yeah, and it's like and, a, Part of part of like being a great wide receiver is also having players. a good part of having a great wide receiver is also having like a good quarterback to throw to them. Whereas with Parsons, you kind of don't need to find that other guy, yeah. so you just get th- what's advertised and maybe not something that's a little bit more situation dependent. I think that's, that's kind of the same thing with like any elite defender. It's yeah. just, just they're just they can just totally take. It's like uh, AJ Terrell. Yeah, like AJ Terrell would be another guy where it's just like, oh, he can just lock down one side of the field by himself. Cool, don't have right. to worry about it. He's not a bad pick either. So, but I'm I'm gonna take Chase or Jefferson and flip a coin. I guess I I think Jefferson Dane is a, still maybe even a little little tiny bit better than Chase. Jeff, I, I, I get the Jeff, I Jefferson has that route running in him that yeah. Chase doesn't quite have. But yeah. Chase is also just a freak, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but yes. I would say that's good. You know what? I'll you know what Jefferson. else is a? You know what else is a really good fresh pick? Who? I'm afraid. He- I'm Hello late. Fresh. Because stay hot. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. stay hot is now sponsored by none other than Hello Fresh, America's number one meal kit. You know, with HelloFresh, you get the fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store, especially during a, a winter vortex. If you're going through that right now, makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why I said, you know, it's America's number one meal kit for a reason. Cut out the stressful meal planning, grocery store trips. You can just enjoy cooking and get to eating in like 30 minutes or less. 
Also, it's HelloFresh, 30% cheaper than shopping at your grocery store. Plus, you get to skip all the checkout lines. And uh, you can try their quick and easy meals, 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, 10 minute lunches, and HelloFresh market. Perfect if you have a crazy class schedule. I mean, normally I do, but I just got two days off for free. Let's get it. Um, you can enjoy restaurant quality meals for less in the comfort of your own home. And HelloFresh's gourmet recipes like the balsamic fig sirloin are over 72% cheaper than the average restaurant meal. You know, like, I love me some cereal. I'm probably going to have some after this. But you know what I'm going to have after that? Some HelloFresh. It's great. You powered through that like a champ. I really do. I, I'm, I'm getting really good at this ad. And... um I think I'm going to try and make it longer next time. But just as a reminder to everyone, go to HelloFresh.com slash StayHot16 and use code StayHot16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash slash StayHot16 and use the code StayHot16. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Um, I love how on Twitter, everyone's like now (laughs) saying that they're going to use code stay hot 16, but like they're going to spell out 16 um, <laughs> after I like <laughs> tried it's to make clear that you make. shouldn't do that. Um, because apparently it was like obvious <laughs> that you shouldn't do that. I'm just trying to like cover all my bases. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, I think we can just hop right into question number six, unless you guys want to talk about HelloFresh some more. I'm always to do that. <laughs> I think you covered everything I wanted to say, so... Listen, man. If you're not doing, uh, I got my sister to buy HelloFresh. I should just be like the their number one spokes. Yes, the eleven year old. <laughs> she she you got so, her to buy HelloFresh. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> she saw the she saw. <laughs> I mean, she got no, such no, a, she, 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 she went out with money. promo code Stay Hot Sixteen. No, she, she went, how could she not? She went to my mom and she was like, "Can we get HelloFresh?" And my mom called me. She's like, did you tell your sister to get HelloFresh? I was like, no, I just posted like a TikTok about it. I guess she saw it. So she didn't like have to 
use her weekly allowance to buy it. <laughs> allowance. <laughs> she doesn't even get an allowance. Saving I don't, up. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she has, she has like day. a piggy bank, but no, she did not, <laughs> not pay anymore. for it. It's all spent on HelloFresh. It's all spent on HelloFresh, which is a great investment. Um, <laughs> it is a great investment. You did her a favor. Better beats school yes. lunch by a lot. <laughs> it, beats, it does. Absolutely it does. Um, but let's All hop right. into question number six. Uh, this is Austin. Uh, I am from Iowa, and I'm a lifelong Chicago sports fan. And while things with the Bulls are going pretty good right now, um, everything with the Bears makes me very sad. And I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so if you could give me some advice on that, that would be great. Thank you. Okay. All right. I don't know if you're asking like for advice on how to deal with the fact that the bears are bad or if you want to know like if there's any like hope that they get better. Um, as a Browns fan, um, my, the best advice I can give is cope. <laughs> like when we went one in 15 and 0 in 16, it was just like, I just smiled through it. That's it. I think I think being a delusional person is what you need to be in these situations because with Bladen, yeah, you got a guy who always thought the Browns were just about to turn the corner. So there was just never. Oh a no, not just feeling. about to turn. Every year I would predict them to be ten and six. <laughs> so I think you got to start doing that and just focus huh. on the Bulls. All right, let's focus like <laughs> Bears. You've got Fields, you got Eberflus. That, that let's 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 put that on the shelf for a maybe, and let's focus on the Chicago Bulls because the Chicago Bulls are, I think, contenders to potentially come out of the East. So let's just focus on that and put all your effort there until the Bears are good. That's a good idea. Yeah. Great advice. <laughs> yeah, it's like here with the Hornets. <laughs> yeah, it's exa- exactly like that. But the Hornets aren't the one seed in the East right now, like the Bulls. Um, right. That being said, I mean, the, and the Bears have more hope than the Panthers going forward. Um, they do. So I just, I just try to focus on the good things in life. And when it comes to the things I can't control, like the Panthers winning games, I take a deep breath and I let it go. Getting to, I know the White Sox, the Chicago White Sox made the playoffs uh, this past year. So I don't know if, like what, how much of Chicago roots for them and how much root, how many root for the Cubs. But, you know, think about the White Sox. I don't know if the Cubs are even any good, but uh, I know they were kind of in a rebuild. But, you know, focus on the teams that are good. And until the Bears are, are good, try not to get a two and think about Aaron Rodgers retiring or or being mad or whatever is going to happen with him he probably won't be with the Packers next year and I know Bears fans love to hear that so think about the downfall (laughs) of the Packers think about Jim Harbaugh not going to the Vikings and think about the Chicago Bulls and all of a sudden it's not too bad to be a lifelong Bears fan (laughs) that was a that was a really good throw in of your your Twitter bit Oh, it's not a bit. I am a lifelong Bears fan. <laughs> Theo Ash, NFL, lifelong Bears. What is your most recent Twitter bit? Um, the oh, Kent? after the after Kent Mullins, my witness Kent protection Mullins. name after the Bengals punched their tickets to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's what that and is. Then I, that's what my my witness protection name, Kent Mullins, going into hiding. I might have to break it out again if uh, they win the Super Bowl. I'll have to go into hiding well 
for your sake, hopefully that doesn't happen. But uh, let's hop into question number seven. Uh, how's it going, guys? Uh, this is Michael Ventura from Cleveland, Ohio. Go Browns, baby. Um, my question is for the NFC South in the upcoming season since Brady retired. Um, who do you guys think is going to come out of the NFC South? And why is it the Carolina Panthers, Matt? Hi, thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it is the Panthers. Because they're you know, drafting. With the, with the whole drafting Ford and whatnot. Yeah, Panthers are drafting Ford. It's all good. Like, it's all have all have good. you not been paying attention to the Stay Hot podcast? And, you know, Panthers probably. Ford, it's all good. Probably still the Buccaneers. What if it's like, Trask? Yeah, it's like, oh, but they have Kyle Trask. And what if Kyle Trask is just awful? It's like, maybe he is. But what if they trade for, like, Gardner Minshew? Then would you feel. Like but the what if they just roll with Kyle or, Trask? They drafted him in the second round. Well, who's who's the eh. Saints quarterback? Ja- uh, not Jameis. Uh, Taysom Hill. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would. It could be Jameis. Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta is the Atlanta was awful this year. They and didn't Atlanta win Calvin seven. Ridley. Yeah, but they were fraudulently seven wins. This was like a three or four. Last year, last year I said it. Last year Atlanta felt like a seven or eight win team, and they were dog shit. And this year they felt like they were dog shit, and they were, you know, kind of that middle of the pack team. Maybe they get some guys, and like, maybe yeah. yeah, If if Atlanta gets some good players, them. But. It's not a quarterback competition, all right. And from top to bottom, the the Buccaneers still, I think, have the best roster in that division. Um, if Trask is an anchor, in my opinion, like Trask is is not a quality NFL starter, so you're going to have to upgrade that. And either he's good, but like they're not just going to go in with him as yeah, a backup. Like, that's exactly like what they're going to like Jimmy Garoppolo, Marcus Mariota, any of the rookies in this class, like someone is going to be there. That's not Trask and Trask might still be there and he'll get a shot, but it is not going to be his job just with no competition. So someone like if he wins the competition, then maybe he's good and I'm wrong, but he'll probably lose a competition to, to someone. So if, get, if like, they can Tyrod get a Taylor or something like there's right. so if they can many just options get that could be the second best quarterback in the NFC South right now. Um, <laughs> Although if they can't pay Godwin and they can't, obviously Antonio Brown's not going back there. It's just Evans. Yeah. So the offense will probably take a pretty substantial step back. No, they've still, they're still losing a lot of guys. Don't, don't get it. it twisted. Yeah. But their but, roster was so good that it's still going to be a good. But, I mean, it's, it's, I can't not say that about a team like the Saints, even though I know they're going to free up a bunch of money with restructures. Yeah. And I can't say that about the Panthers. And I, I don't really, I don't really I'll know that much. Into it. I looked into it. I looked into it with the Saints. If they restructured everyone that they can restructure right now, they would save forty million, I believe. I don't know if that's true. I feel like that number is much much higher. I think so too. I, I saw one of the Saints beat writers breaking it down, and he made it seem pretty easy for them to get now, back on the court. And all and that I think being that the Saints, said, all of like the Saints restructures, and we'll, we'll just restructure everything, and it'll be fine. It's not that simple, and they still are going to get worse, in my opinion. But yes, they are. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if they can do this. Look, if they can get Jameis back, 
which is, I think, maybe about a 50-50 shot. I think they can win that division because they were five mm-hmm. and two with with him or something like that. And if they promote Dennis Allen, the defense is mostly the same, and it's been a really good defense for a couple years straight now. So you've got the really good defense. You've got the quarterback. Michael Thomas comes back. Alvin Kamara is still there. The offensive line is still okay, even if you lose Teron Armstead, which is probably what's going to be the big loss, just Armstead. So maybe it is the Saints still. You know, I don't think it'll be the Panthers. I don't think it'll be the Panthers. But they're drafting they do, Ford. If they draft Ford, it'll be all good. So maybe Wait, it will be the Panthers. The running back? The running back Ford. Uh, yes. I don't know. I, my money right now would probably be on the Buccaneers because I still like that team if they can get a Jimmy G. If Arians retires fair. now and, Ooh. you know, they don't re-sign Godwin, maybe my answer changes, but... Right now, I still think top to bottom, the Buccaneers have a have a really nice team. I'd say Buccaneers at one, Saints at two, Panthers at three. Panthers at three. I'll have some <laughs> faith because they could theoretically draft Jerome Ford and then Falcons at four. Falcons at I'm going to put Falcons some will faith. Have to trade I'm going to put some faith. I'm going to put some faith in the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to put some faith in the Atlanta Falcons. They're going to win the division. They're going to win the division. Panthers are drafting Ford. It's all good. They'll be second. Uh, the Buccaneers <laughs> will be third. And the Saints will be 0-17. So. I'll take that. There we go. <laughs> That's, there is a path to the Falcons being decent if Matt Ryan can still... I think Matt Ryan is, as I kind of said earlier in this podcast, I, I think Matt Ryan is still a good quarterback. He very well could be the best quarterback in that division next year. And I like Pease, their defensive coordinator. If they can just get some talent for a defensive coordinator to work with, you yes. could. I could see them. I could see it, but they've they've definitely. They I mean, need. Wide they need. They need line. again. They have no. They have no pass rusher. It's they have it's bad. Kyle Pitts is the game wrecker on offense. Hopefully yeah, next year. Yeah. But defensive, and Terrell, I mean, they have Terrell's Terrell, a top five corner, and yeah. so it's it's they possible. Pieces, but I'm pieces. I'm going to lean Buccaneers right now. But that could definitely change. I'm one to believe in the possible. Let's move on to question eight. You know what you can get for eight dollars? Two four for fours <laughs> from Wendy's. With all the Wendy's references, I like Wendy's, mm-hmm. man. It's a What's mid a fast food? food place. Hey, this is Chase. Uh, I'm from. Atlanta. Oh. Um, I just have a question about Trey Young. I see a lot of people saying he doesn't deserve to be an all-star starter. Like, a lot of people are putting, um, what's his name? I can't think of it now. Is that Levine over him for the starter? I just wanted to see y'all's take on that. Because uh, I, I just think he deserves to be one, especially after the winning stretch he just went on. I know he just lost to the Raptors, but uh, it was a close game. I feel like we're going to stretch it out and make the playoffs at least. So let me know what y'all think because he's ice tray man nothing else to it i don't remember if i had him as a starter on my list probably i did i might have had DeRozan as like a forward which he's technically not and then i had trey as a starter so yes. yeah he should be a starter he's like running one of the most efficient or one of the best offenses in the league um and i know the defensive struggles are there but he creates as much offense as pretty much any other player in the league. Um, and that Hawks team is, is good. They've got some solid guys around him, but it's not like he's got some other star there who's carrying, you know, a big portion of the workload. It's it's a lot of him. 
So it's tough with the Hawks being so bad. If you want to say he's not a starter because of that, fair enough. But I think I had him as one. Yeah, no, my my guards were Trey Young, DeRozan, Levine, Harden, and then in the flex position, I had Ball and Garland. And I think Trey Young has an argument of the best guard there for sure. Um, Hawks are on a little bit of a winning streak here recently. I think when the voting maybe happened, the Hawks were underperforming a little bit. Uh, so there's that. Is is he an All Star starter? Is he? Did he get snubbed for that? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So I think probably the team underperforming had a lot to do with that. Um, but now since they're winning a couple more games, I mean, Trey has been the guy the whole time and we've been high on Trey the whole time. I went as far as to call him like the best point guard in the league, like way prematurely, <laughs> like last year said he had a case I, for I've it. I've been oh, high yeah. on Trey since I yeah. picked the Hawks to, uh, you did pick the Hawks. You picked the Hawks to make the run and you picked the Bengals in the, to beat the chiefs last round. And you called the Bates interception, which didn't, Technically, uh, happened, but when I saw Bates go up, I was like, no, no fucking way. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> he tipped it to Von Bell. He made the play. He made the play. That's good enough for me. The catch is the yeah. play, man. Mm, but if he isn't there, the interception doesn't happen. Yeah, no, I definitely I think Trey Young has a has a very strong argument for the best guard in the East. I think that the fact that he didn't make it is more that the Hawks were underperforming at the time of the voting more than anything else. And I think that's part of the problem with fan vote. Uh, but yeah, if you're an Atlanta Hawks fan, you should definitely be mad about that snub, I, I think. So not crazy all right. at all to say that. You heard it here first from the Stay Hot podcast. Be angry. Um, be angry. Mo- be angry. Be mad. Moving on to question nine so we can be happy. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Hey, this is Max from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I just wanted to ask you guys about how the Warriors are set up for the future and set up really to win now. Um, They have a good young core, and they proved that last night with the comeback against the Spurs. Um, And I wanted to know if you guys still think they should trade those young assets uh, like you thought they should have traded them as picks so that Curry can win now, or do you think that he can be competitive in both eras, uh, as in Curry era and post-Curry era? Thank you, guys. I've gone a little bit back and forth on this. It's tough because I like their young guys, too. I like Kaminga a lot. Um And they're already so good. It's like, well, perfect. We can have a future. And we don't need to do it now. Um, but if you do, if you don't win at all, you're going to be sitting there saying we did not do everything we could to win another title with Curry and Kaminga. And again, as soon as Curry's out of his prime, unless Curry's in his prime so long that those young guys develop and become serious contributors by the time, you know, maybe, maybe they do, maybe they develop really quickly or whatever. Um, but you're going to immediately be looking for somebody to be that good again. And you just don't like the number of guys who are as good as Curry. And you almost always need somebody at that level to win a championship is so low. Your odds of getting a guy like that are so low. Not going all in with one of them is a, a tough pill to swallow. I mean, I the way I see it is this is a very similar thing that the Rams, not in terms of like... Yeah. Not in terms of like, oh, they're trying to win now and in the future, but like risky process. And if it pays off, you can be like, well, it paid off. But like, 
if it doesn't, well, then you're screwed. So I don't know. It, it, you know, we can sit here and bash the process, but if it works, I mean, there's not a whole lot, you know, we can really say about it. The the difference is that in the NBA, risky process is the way you do things. There are so so you don't really the, have like, a choice, right? So you have like to, the Rams. The Rams are one of a kind. Nobody is doing what the Rams they are doing. Nobody else is. I mean, there's teams that will trade away a couple first-round draft picks for a really great player and try to go for it. There's teams that will go trade for a quarterback. That's a little bit different. There's nobody who does. And in the NBA, there is. Absolutely. Every every single contending team is at a disadvantage if they don't go and do that. Because the Nets will do it. The Lakers will do it. Yeah. So I don't know. With the Warriors, it's like if if you lose... And you lose out on Curry's prime because you wanted to build for the future and you don't get a player who can lead you to a championship, which again, there's like 12 of them in the last 40 years who've won 35 of the major, you know, of of the finals. You're going to be kicking yourself and you'll be good, but you'll have cost yourself a championship. So I almost wonder if the fact that they've won so many times before. Oh, oh yeah. Like, yeah. Cause they've like, you say, Oh, Curry's prime. Like you're, you're missing a chance in Curry's prime. It's like Curry has done a lot in his prime. <laughs> like Curry has won <laughs> a lot of rings in his prime. Yeah. So it's, I wonder if it's almost like, well, Curry's prime has already been taken advantage of to agree. We feel comfortable with let's, let's keep that core together. But, like we've all done a lot of winning around here. We don't need to win one again to totally save. We'd almost rather keep the legacy we have right now and not win another one with this core and like be set up well to keep going into the future. than let's risk it all go from like, what do they have? Four rings to five rings and then be on the brink of getting fired in two years. You know, it, it, I wonder you, okay, like, here's the question. I don't know. How long I do you think the Curry fact that they won left. before? How long do you well, think he's 33. Curry has left? He's 33. How old is LeBron? I mean, LeBron's what? 37? 37. Yeah. yeah. And he's still incredibly good. All right. So, you know, obviously LeBron's a freak of nature, but Curry's kind of a freak of nature too and has a game that could age very well, right? Like Curry's, Curry's shooting probably is isn't really going anywhere so you may have another three or four years of some really high level play from steph curry and keeping a superstar around for three or four years is probably harder to do than keeping the young core around for three or four years so 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 i don't know i wouldn't blame them for not making a trade at this point if if you go all in and you win now when you trade everything, does that create an expectation to keep winning? Well, the, yeah, you're the Warriors. Well, yeah, the but, is the but, Warriors, if, but if they can... don't win now, then there's not that expectation, right? I I don't think they're choosing not to make a big well, trade yeah, they're because not they don't like... want the expectation of winning. I think that yeah. what it is is that the team is so goddamn expensive. It costs sure. so much money. They're ridiculous. <laughs> so any big trade they make for a player would either be like a Miles Turner, who they then have to pay ridiculous money to keep. And if you trade your young guys for him, you have to pay stupid money for him. And against the luxury tax, it's going to be like an extra $5 per dollar you pay him 
and it'll end up costing you like over $50 million a year minimum to keep Miles Turner. <laughs> right. And money's right. not unlimited. Or yeah. you can go try to trade for somebody and match the salary who's already getting paid a lot. But then you only have really four guys who are getting paid big money on the Warriors. Curry, I'm not trading them. Draymond Green, I'm not trading them. Andrew Wiggins, I'm probably not trading him unless it's for like a superstar. And Clay, Clay Thompson. And yeah, like I would maybe consider there's probably a, a decent amount of players. If you don't trust Clay Thompson to come back healthy, you would consider trading him for, but you you can't. You they're not they're not trading Clay Thompson to and their young guys to form some super they're just not they're kind of maxed out they're, with the money. The the benefit of the young guys is that they're also not expensive. And Kaminga and Moody are starting and they're to play good. more. And they're good. And I really like Kaminga. I really think he's gonna be great. Yeah, they're good. That's the other thing. Like we were thinking, oh, they're not going to get her. If you keep your pick, Warriors, you have this high pick with a contending team. You got to be careful because you may not win a ring in either era. That's what we were concerned about. Yeah, that guy's saying maybe you win a ring in both eras if you keep the core together. You know, I don't know. I I would keep them together at this point. Uh, If you you can win in both eras, you you keep them together. Risky process works out. There's nothing wrong with that. We have one more question. We have one more question. Yes. Moving on to question number 10. Hi, my name is Mikey Cleaver. I'm from Columbia, Missouri, M-I-Z, and I'm a fan of the New York football Giants. Uh, I would just like to know what your guys' opinions are on the table hire and how long it will take for him to turn the ship around. Thanks. I I mean, the table hire has gotten so crazy with the the Flores controversy. And so... That's the thing about the Dable hire. I like the Dable hire a lot. I just, now it's like, okay, you went about doing it wrong, you know, but on its surface, when it happened, I was like, this is a good hire. And I like yeah. the, the staff that he's building there too. Um, I know they just got the Chiefs quarterback coach, um, Kafka, I believe his name is, to be their offensive coordinator is what I want to say. And Kafka is really well respected and obviously did a lot with um with uh Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah, no. So he Kafka, the quarterback's coach, is there to be the offensive coordinator. I think that's a solid move. Um Day Bowl is a guy who I think pl- calls plays extremely well, and I think he's gotten better and better as time goes on. He used to be kind of a uh just kind of a running quarterback. I don't want to say a merchant, but that was kind of what he had to do. He's like, oh, really good at some of these running quarterback stuff. But he's almost like Greg Roman a little bit where it was like he was really good with Hertz in Alabama. But like are some of the more advanced passing concepts going to get there for him? And then they did kind of get there for him. And then there was like, okay, can the Bills have a have a consistent running game? And that was something they kind of manufactured by the end of the year this year. So I, I like him as a hire. I don't know how long it'll take. Um, the average head coaching tenure is like 3.2 years. So you probably got three years to do it, Yeah, you know? So I would expect it in that time. Otherwise he's probably gone. So three years is probably the timeline. Do you think, do you think around. he likes Daniel Jones? Yeah, I do. Cause he's like a running quarterback. I mean, they, yeah. the, the stuff that they designed for J- Josh Allen, I mean, Josh Allen was the most valuable part of, valuable part of that giants running game. Um, and Daniel Jones has wheels. 
Oh yeah. Like Daniel Jones is one of the faster, better running quarterbacks in the league. It's but, weird to say. But when you but think about true. Josh Allen running the football, it's a lot more coordinated. And it's, is it? it's, 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 you think so, <laughs> but it's not like Daniel Jones is a really good runner. Like he's I'm really saying, good. I'm at not it. saying he's a bad runner. I know he's a good runner and he's blazing fast. Um, for no reason, he doesn't even look that fast when he runs. Like I'm not even trying to be yeah, like. He pulls a dick, away from guys. He just is kind of a goof. He looks like Jim Carrey, and he's, he's just, fast as hell. So I do Daniel think Jones he likes Daniel do Jones. Do not excite me. Um, and I, I think that there's there's bigger holes on that Giants roster than that Daniel Jones. I don't know. I don't know if Daniel Jones is ever actually that guy. I don't know if he's ever a top ten quarterback. Um, I think he might max out as as Ryan Tannehill in a very good situation, but. Yeah, I, I think that I think that they keep him for this year, um, and I think that Dayball can do some interesting things with with utilizing him in the running game. Uh, what do you guys? Yeah, any, any thoughts on Dayball? That's my that's my two cents. Or Daniel Jones or the Giants in general? How long you think it'll take? I, to I, turn I don't hate the hire. I thought the Bills' offense was pretty good. Um, you know, it's kind of been like we said, clouded by all that, but I don't hate it. I, I it's always tough to know how those coordinators are going to do is like head coaches. It's such, right. it's not the same thing. Play calling is not, everyone gets so, so caught up in the play calling. It's like, Oh, what, where do their offenses rank? Like, are they good play callers? And it's like for a head coach, you have to be a good CEO and a good leader. Like that is what the, the connections you make yeah. and how good you can teach and how, and can you hire guys who can teach how good of a do, teacher do, do, are do you? Do the players respect you? Right? Like, yes. Cause, cause, that, I, that's, one of the, cause, that's one of the big reasons why I think people like Bill Belichick so much. He's just like, that's why Bill Belichick is such a good coach and why Bill Walsh was such a good coach is he was just like, he commands, he commands respect and not because he's a dick about it, but because he just, that kind of respect just gravitates towards him. He's just that kind of a guy. Yeah. And there's, there's bones you can pick with Bill Belichick from a, maybe a play calling or like, I'm sure he doesn't go for it on fourth down. Like he's not a hyper aggressive fourth down guy. Yeah. Like that might optimize the offense. Like some, he's not like that. Or he, he maybe Patriots fans will get frustrated with the play calling sometimes, but that's like what you see on Sundays is 100% of what the fans see, right? 100% of what the fans sees are the results on Sundays, but no one sees the teaching that goes on in the buildings six days of the week, you know? Mm-hmm. And and that's almost what matters more. And it's why, like, you it's know, it's just impossible with, to guess. With it's it's guys. impossible to guess. And like, you can watch some mic'd up moments and some interviews. And like, with McDaniel's, the coach in uh, who who Las Vegas just hired another former Belichick guy. You know, he him pulling out on the on the Colts I didn't like, and some of the mistakes he made in Denver were just like kind of silly and stupid. Although it's been a long time since he was in Denver, it's like stuff like that it just concerns me more than, than even some play calling stuff, you know? And, and Dable from what I can gather, seems like a pretty level headed, good leader, I, I think, but yeah, I don't know. It's tough to know, but I, I would say three years. I'd expect the giants to be good in three years. I do want to say it is a little disappointing that Brian Flores doesn't have a job. It's extremely yeah. disappointing because, because Brian Flores is an amazing head Great. coach. And I, I think he's one of the best, like, defensive minds in football like when you watch the dolphins 
and their their whole front Bro, the is like the, moving around the, and like that's what I'm, the, I don't know the how defensive the hell movement you block shit like is, that. Yeah, I don't know how they block. It's them. unmatched. Like I don't know yeah. what he's so, doing over there, but it, it's incredible what he was doing. Yeah, Flores over there, really absolutely incredible. is is one of the top thirty two coaches in the yeah. in the league. Like oh my god, of course. So yeah, top thirty two. That's that's disrespect. Top oh, ten. Oh yeah, no, he's he's top he's 10. a really he's, he's a really really good on. coach. So yeah, I don't. That know. guy knows it's, what he's doing. So it, it's incredibly disappointing. So it is, that he it wasn't is able sad. Just I mean, for a lot of reasons, but for I mean, one yeah. of the reasons is. It's just we won't see those defenses anymore because he's not. Yeah. You sue the NFL because <laughs> the they're 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 so good. They're just so good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like Dable as a, as a as a candidate, but I love Flores too. And uh, yeah, the fact that he got fired from his job from the first place is is just bad. Mind boggling. Just doing a really good job in Miami in the first place. So anyway, but Dable's also. Do we want to talk about um, the Brady retirement? We haven't really gotten a chance to do that. I don't think there's anything. He's gone. Really I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like we're kind of okay, behind so on that, and we are. What, we are. What's needed to been. Uh, what's needed to be said has been said. I feel like. All right. I guess that's fair. Unless you guys, uh, I, did, I, I just said. I mean, I. I, I to say the only thing it. I was going to say is I did finally come around on like he's the goat. Like I'm not going to push the Manning narrative I think anymore. You're thinking I'm, about Jerry Rice. He's and a court. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm goat of quarterbacks. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into a discussion about who's the greatest football player. No, ever. He's, he's 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 probably still <laughs> the goat, even including Jerry Rice. But it's just a tough comparison to make. It is a tough yeah, comparison really to is. make. I Jerry Rice's career is so far ahead of the others. Every at his other position. receiver, <laughs> even though the game <laughs> favors receivers now more than ever, it makes no yeah. sense. Yeah, it's ridiculous and. What about Moss? He played. No, he played for. Tw- he played for twenty years. Yeah, no, Ever it's, it's Rice. In, in- <laughs> Rice's career is is one of the more under. Like I, I, he is like the Gretzky of of football. Really, is is Jerry Rice? So I would lean I mean, Rice as like the greatest. Football I mean, Jerry player Rice ever, playing but- for twenty years through the eighties and nineties, I feel like is significantly harder than playing for twenty years into the twenty first century. Am yeah, I wrong for? Like, <laughs> no, you're not wrong at all. You're not wrong at all for thinking that. Yeah, no, he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. Um, I I think like ranking quarterbacks top ten all time is just kind of a silly exercise that just is no end because it's <laughs> yeah, it's a subjective. No one, ranking no one I, will ever agree because it's. Like, I would oh, rather you, just think. I would rather argue more funny things like AJ Terrell <laughs> or, or give some other aspects of football some yes. some spotlight instead of arguing goat quarterback for the 80th straight year in a row you know so <laughs> i brady's obviously an all-time legend one of the best athletes ever definitely and yeah. and definitely commands a lot of respect if you're like actively disrespecting brady you're wrong if you have like rogers or, or manning ahead of him all time i don't think it's like the worst take in the world but if you're like actively like taking away from brady for for checkdowns or think there is something he couldn't do on the football field you're just mistaken yeah that that's that's valid but i'm just like this dude put together like an mvp caliber season at 44 fucking years old (laughs) like i i'm done i'm done trying to like argue but i think that pretty much wraps things up for us as always tons and tons of content coming your way on all platforms we'll be back with a new episode of course monday morning don't miss out um i guess at that point we will because the Super Bowl still isn't until next week. So we'll have to figure out something to talk. Maybe we'll talk about the 
joke that is the Pro Bowl. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as always, don't miss out on all the great content coming your way. From Corn Boy, Bird Boy, and Lemon Boy, we will catch you all on the flippity flop.